Hey, this is Pastor Spencer Graham, and you're listening to Unfiltered, the podcast. Unfiltered, not modified, not processed, or not refined. Lacking a filter, unedited and authentic truth. This is Unfiltered. Hi there, everybody. Welcome back to once again another episode of Unfiltered, the podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Spencer Graham. What a pleasure it is to be joining you wherever you're listening from today. If you haven't heard any of our previous episodes, you can catch up with those on our podcast channel on Apple Podcasts, also on Spotify and iHeartRadio, Amazon as well. And I'm in the process of trying to upload some of this content to my YouTube channel. So it's not up there yet, but once it is, I'll be sure to announce it. Um, I just want to thank you guys for your patience and understanding. It's been a few weeks since I've been able to put out some new content. You know, things have just been pretty busy with uh, work and uh, church and you know, ministry and life, and I've I've been finishing up my summer semester classes of of college. So, uh, just uh, trying to get my bearings in and just finish out the summer strong. But it's been an awesome time, and um, I've had an opportunity to have some awesome uh, guests on the podcast, and and just have some awesome discussions about things that the Lord is doing in their life and in their ministry, and so you can feel free to check those out. But I want to introduce you today, not to another guest, because I don't have a guest on the episode today, but I want to introduce you to a new, uh, I guess, kind of segment that I want to be uh, introduce from time to time on Unfiltered the Podcast. I think I'm going to call these secrets from scripture and just spend a few moments in the word of God with you, just hopefully encouraging you if I can and just feeding your soul, uh, giving you hope and uh, life that we find in Jesus and in his word. And so that's what I'm going to do today. Wherever you're listening from, I welcome you and I invite you to share this. And if you have your Bible or an app on your phone or a, a notepad or a notebook and you know you just want to open your mind and your heart for God to speak to you I hope I can encourage you today for just a few moments from the word of God so that's what I'm going to do today I've been reading for the last few days in the 11th chapter of John it's a very familiar story if you've ever been around the church for a while or if you know anything about the Bible if you've experienced uh, Jesus you've probably heard the story of Lazarus who was raised from the dead and it's uh, most of the narrative is uh, takes up a lot of the entire 11th chapter of the Gospel of John, but I just want to uh, pick out just a few points here. If you have your Bibles, you can follow along with me or just listen. That's fine, too. The 11th chapter of John states that now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany. Uh, this was the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was the same Mary who anointed the Lord with a fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair. This is whose brother Lazarus was sick. And so therefore the sisters sent word to him. They sent word to Jesus saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. So Mary and Martha and her family and, and their brother Lazarus, they were friends of Jesus. They had had uh, mutual acquaintances. They had had previous encounters. They had relationship together. And so they sent word 
to let Jesus know that their brother Lazarus was sick. And when Jesus heard that he was sick, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. And now Jesus loved and he was concerned about Martha and her sister and Lazarus, and he considered them to be dear friends, is what the Amplified Version said. And I love verse number six. It's so uh, complex, but yet so profound at the same time. Verse number six says, So even when he heard that Lazarus was sick, Jesus stayed in the same place for two more days. That is just mind-blowing to me, because I would think that if Jesus loved him as much as they indicate that he loved him, that he would have showed up right as soon as they heard that Lazarus was sick, or maybe even possibly known beforehand and showed up before. But I want to just point out a few things in, in, in this passage today that hopefully can provide some encouragement and some life to your spirit. And number one is this. We read in verse number four, Jesus tells them, I know it looks bad right now, and I'm, I'm just kind of paraphrasing here, but uh, Jesus lets them know that uh, this sickness will not end in death. But the Amplified says, on the contrary, it is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified by it. And I just take that to mean that no matter what I'm facing in life, no matter what situation I'm in, Jesus knows how to get the glory. He knows how to make all things work together for our good, how to turn situations for our good, how to make our mess into a message, how to turn our test into a testimony. And I just want that to encourage you today as it has encouraged me as I've been reading this passage and just meditating on it, that no matter what I'm facing in life, Jesus always gets the glory. He's not afraid as we're going to find out here in just a few moments as we move through the rest of this chapter, Jesus is not afraid to get to get his hands dirty. And he always finds a way to get the glory because everything that we do is for him. I believe it's Acts chapter 17, verse 28 states that it's in him that we live, we move, and we have our being. It's 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 in the man of of it's it's in the person of Jesus Christ that we live and that we have purpose and and that we have life and we can trust that he will always get the glory in our life. It's interesting as as we uh, as the narrative unfolds that he, uh, Jesus hears that his friend Lazarus is sick in verse number six. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed in the same place for two more days. I want to let you know just another point here, and I. I am uh, moving fairly quickly because I don't want to have these episodes be too long. I want them just to be a refreshing, encouraging uh, moment for you just to take some truth from God's Word. But God's delays are not always necessarily God's denials. God will use detours to propel us and to carry us into our destiny because ultimately He knows the end from the beginning. He He. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. He's the beginning and the end. In Isaiah 55, uh, verse 8 and 9, the Lord speaks through the prophet Isaiah, and he says to Israel, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. That's why it's so perplexing when you 
see fellow believers who are facing trials in life. Maybe it's cancer, maybe it's sickness in their body, maybe it's even COVID. But you can see believers, even in the midst of pain, they they have a positive spirit. They lift up their hands and they praise and they worship and they continue to trust God. They continue to have faith in Him, to be confident in Him. Because that's the truth of the matter is that uh, He's always on time. He always shows up, maybe not when we want Him to show up, but He always shows up when we need Him to show up. And He can use detours to carry us into in in into our our uh, destiny and that's just a beautiful thing and i don't have time to read the entire 11th chapter of the book of john but it says in verse 18 that now the, the town of bethany was near jerusalem it was about 2 miles away and many of the jews had joined mary and martha to comfort them concerning their brother now this was a region where those who belonged to the Jewish faith were not yet convinced that uh, Jesus was the Messiah, that he was God in the flesh that was coming down to save humanity. And that's an important key figure here because that's one of the main reasons why it actually took Jesus four days, or uh, two extra days, I, I'm sorry, two extra days to get to where Lazarus was. And by the time he shows up, Lazarus has already been dead. He's been in the grave for four days. And that's just a little uh, perplexing to me because we know that Jesus has the power to heal and to prevent sickness and to heal sickness and to make all things new and to cause things to live again. And in verse number 32, when Mary came to the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and she said to him, Lord, if you had only been here, then my brother would not have died. If you had only been here, you could have prevented him from dying. But I I just want to challenge you to think about this a little bit differently from a different perspective. He got word that Lazarus was sick, and that in and of itself is is a stressful situation. But Jesus allows the situation to turn from dire to absolutely hopeless. After after Lazarus is dead, there's no hope left. And if God always met our expectations, then he would never have an opportunity to exceed them. But I submit to you that it could be possible that he intentionally waited, he intentionally chose not to come to where Lazarus was to heal him instantly because he wanted him to die so that there would be an opportunity for resurrection. We have to remember that without death, there is no resurrection. Without pain, there is no power. Without a mess, we can't have a message. Without a test, we have no testimony. I know those are some little cliche sayings there, but it's it's the truth nonetheless. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20 says, Now unto him, that's Jesus, now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think according to the power that is at work within us. We have power on the inside of us if we are filled with the Spirit. And so as we continue just to look at this narrative in John chapter 11, verses 38 and 39, so Jesus again, he was deeply moved within himself to the point of anger. He approached the tomb and Jesus said, Take away the stone. And Martha replied, Lord, by this time there will be a nasty odor, for he has been dead for four days. 
We have this context in the 11th chapter of Lazarus being dead. All hope is gone. They've lost all hope. Jesus does not show up in time. He arrives late. And Mary and Martha and the family and the friends who are grieving Lazarus are at their lowest point. They're at, they've, you could uh, parenthetically insert here that they may have, have already hit rock bottom. But I want to submit to you uh, as just another small point of encouragement that the best place to be in life sometimes is at rock bottom because Jesus is the rock when we hit the bottom. Psalm chapter 61 verse number two says, from the end of the earth, I call unto you when my heart is overwhelmed and weak, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. A rock that is too high to reach without your help is what the Amplified says. When I'm overwhelmed, when I'm hurting, when I'm afraid, when I'm worried, the psalmist said, lead me to the rock that is above me, that is higher than I am. And we know what the psalmist was talking about there. He was talking about the rock of ages, who is Jesus, the rock of our salvation, uh, the chief cornerstone of our faith as ephesians uh put it the the uh the cornerstone that the builders rejected all all these all these symbols and these metaphors that refer to jesus as our rock and our foundation when my heart is overwhelmed i want to be led to the rock the man jesus that is higher than i because he can he can take away my pain he can heal my broken heart i just want to leave you with this when you're walking with God and when you're in a relationship with God and you're in a season of waiting, you can be encouraged that although it may be a waiting season, that it's never a wasted season because the win is actually in the wait. I've uh, taught this in a Bible study before, and that was one of my points. The win, the W-I-N, is in the wait. And we can either stand still and wait or with God or we can move on without him. I don't know about you, but I'd rather wait with him than walk without him. Isaiah 40, 31, it's a very famous passage of scripture says, but those who wait on the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They will mount up on wings as eagles. They will run and not become weary and they will walk and not faint. And so whatever season of life you find yourself in, I just challenge you just to thank God for the waiting times and the waiting room. Because if we never had a need, then we would never have a miracle. If we were never without anything, then we would never know the power of God to meet those needs. And the good thing about waiting on Jesus is this, as long as you are still waiting, it means he's not done working. I feel like I'm in church. I might just want to say that again just for somebody listening. The good thing about waiting on the Lord, as long as you're still waiting, it means that he's not finished working. Philippians chapter 1, verse number 6, the Apostle Paul writes, For I am persuaded, I am confident of this, that he who has begun a good work in you, that's, that's the man, Christ Jesus, he who has begun a good work in you will be faithful to perfect it and to complete it because he is the author and, 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 and the finisher of our faith. That's Hebrews chapter 12 and verse number 2. Jesus is the beginning and the end. He's the author and the finisher. And as we see this unfold in John chapter 11, Jesus didn't show up on time, but he showed up at the right time. And as long as he shows up at the right time, then he shows up on time.
I know that's that's a mouthful uh, right there. That's a little tongue twister. But he didn't show up when Mary and Martha wanted him to, but he showed up when they needed him to. And I'm so thankful that every time I've needed him, he has always shown up. My my uh, my de- uh, uh, my parents used to always tell me growing up that he is as close as the mention of his name. I know that's in the Word of God as well. And there's no mess in your life. There's no stinky situation, no nasty situation that is too nasty to keep him from coming to meet you and from coming to have a relationship with you and to save you. Because in verse number 39, Jesus instructs them to take away the stone because he wants he wants to call Lazarus out. And Mary, I'm sorry, Martha, the sister of the dead man, says, But Lord, by this time he is decaying, and he throws off a nasty and an and offensive odor, for he has been dead for four days. But I come to tell you that the stink will not stop Jesus from coming to get you, from chasing you down. It's interesting that uh, Martha has just been asking Jesus, if you had only been here four days and my brother would not have died, then Jesus goes to fix it and to do something about it, and she tries to stop him because it wasn't lining up with what she had in mind, with what she was expecting. But let me just encourage you as we close this this little uh, devotional Bible study on this episode today, I think I'm going to try to do these a little more and just create a little segment whenever I don't have have a, a, a frequent or a, a, a present guest, excuse me, lined up for an episode. I may try to do these from time to time and just encourage you from the Word of God. But let me encourage you that a waiting season with God is never a wasted season because as long as you're waiting, it means that He is still working. So I just hope that encourages you and just and and just gives life to your spirit today. Just just to continue, just just waiting on Him and trusting Him, because He may not be on time according to our schedule, but He always shows up at the perfect time that we need Him. We can trust Him and we can love Him, and His name is Jesus. So I thank you for spending just a few minutes with me. I hope this encouraged you. You'll have to forgive me for maybe talking a little fast. I just get excited when I'm talking about the Word of God, and I just have so much that runs through my mind. But you can be confident, because when was the last time that God has ever failed you? I have the answer to that question. It's never. He's He's never failed me yet, and I know He won't start now. So I call you blessed. I thank you so much. Uh, if you enjoyed what you heard today, just send it to a friend. Uh, send it to an enemy. I think they would enjoy it as well. And just encourage somebody in the Lord just to, just to keep waiting on Him and trusting Him. And uh, you can catch up, uh, catch up with some old episodes on our Apple Podcast channel on Spotify and all of those. So I call you blessed. I can't wait until the next time I'm able to come to you guys either uh, just by way of studying the scriptures or Hopefully with an awesome guest here pretty soon. I've been in contact with some wonderful friends of mine that I'm hoping to have on here in the upcoming weeks. So uh, thank you so much just for being uh, a faithful listener and for supporting this podcast. And I call you blessed until next time. May the Lord bless you and keep you. And uh, we'll see you next time on Unfiltered the Podcast. Hey, thank you so much for listening to Unfiltered. I hope that you were blessed, inspired, and changed by what you heard today. You can help spread the word about this podcast by following me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Spencer D. Graham. 
you can also go ahead and subscribe to Unfiltered the Podcast so you can stay up to date with fresh content. God bless you and keep it unfiltered.